0: So 192, 3, 2, 1. I was like explaining earlier before we start every single podcast, like before I start every single one, I always have to take a piss before I do the podcast. Not like, not if I like really have to, really, really, really go. I always make sure I try to go before I start because it's like I'm gonna be sitting down for an hour or longer talking about shit. And if I have to piss during the show, That's gonna be like the worst thing ever. I never had to use a bathroom during any of the shows that I've had. I've always went before that. But anyways, what's up, guys? We're live, (laughs) episode one ninety two of Kicking It with the King. It is your host Gabriel Hernandez. We are live. It is Thursday, July nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen, folks. Welcome in again, it's a pleasure to be back Usually, I was going to try to shy away from the introduction Shit, if you heard the last podcast like that I didn't even have an introduction I don't even think I had like a time for an introduction or something like that I mean, there's no time for shit like that sometimes But today we did um, Welcome in uh, It's real good to be back Like I said on a Thursday I think we originally were going to come back on a Friday But it was good to be back on a Thursday, right? Sooner rather than later, right? But anyways, guys, we always start to show the same way. If you don't know now, you know we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, iTunes, podcasts, and all the other major podcast providers. Folks, stream our show free, not live, but free, especially on Spotify. You have to have premium, I think, to download the official episodes and stuff like that. But uh, you can still stream them and stuff. But all the other major, all the other other apps, I think, aside from iHeartRadio, you can download and listen to them for offline use. And also, before we begin, Anchor Radio. I give the most props to them because I feel like they're responsible for the rejuvenation of this podcast from, you know... It's sort of in the middle of the timeline that I had it, you know, when I I would struggle to find a place to publish the show where everyone could access it. And if you didn't have, like, it was one thing, because when when we first started this podcast, I was like, um, I had it only going to one platform. So it only went to iTunes. So it only was able for people with iPhones or Apple computers. I highly doubt you were able to access it back then through any other devices other than iPhone, but over the years, I I searched and searched and never gave up. I did this podcast on so many different platforms, and I finally land on Anchor. It's a one-stop shop, man. I'm not even kidding with you guys. Like, I know all, all, a lot of my friends, all my friends on Twitter, all my, all, everybody, a lot of people I know that have podcasts started off using, are, you know, are using Anchor currently to publish their podcast. I use CastBox to record my podcast and I use the audio from there and I upload it to Anchor automatically. So, I mean, it's 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 the best app for you if you're looking to start a podcast and, you know, if you have a huge following, if you have a lot of people that support you and stuff, I think it's a perfect app for people. I, I like to start these shows off by talking and giving a positive review of it. Before, I kind of thought that I didn't know if, what it was like. But once I started to like, you know, signed up and, you know, I kind of put faith into the app, I just figured, you know, this, like they guided me through every step of the way, every process, um... Any questions that I had, it was guided through automatically. I don't think there was a time where I actually needed live, live representatives help. It actually helped. And there's an automated voice that guides you through every slide, every step of the way. And you can you know, essentially you know, set your podcast up in less than five minutes. You know everything you have is published automatically to google play music itunes apple Apple podcasts, whatever fuck you want to call it, and uh all the other major podcast providers, so it does the work for you you don 't have to stress about where your show is going to be going or if you're going to be able to have everyone. Have it available to the masses and stuff That's what you want nowadays You want to have it distributed to the most people possible On many major platforms Some people may not use uh, A certain app more than The other, some people may use All these other different apps and stuff like that And you know You kind of got to make it to where it's Universal for everyone, everyone has access And to do stuff like that 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 would be the thing uh, That would be You know, the most beneficial thing for a lot of people, I mean, if you're trying to put your music out there, you're going to leave it, have it available on all platforms or just one. Because not everybody has iTunes and everyone has Apple Music. Not everyone has Google Play Music. Not everybody has all this other shit that everyone else has. So you want to make it available to everybody in there. So Anchor does that exactly for me. This is not an ad. This is... Well, out of my own mind, i just so passionate about the fact that it's rejuvenated this podcast and without Anchor, I don't know where or if I would even be doing a podcast right now. So you can visit my page directly or start your own today. I will be listing both of those links here, www.anchor.fm slash start to start your own podcast today, or you can head on over to the Google Play or App Store and download the application yourself. It's easy. It's one, two, three. All you need to do is sign up with an email account. You can sign in with Google. You can sign in with Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, and anything else like that. All you need is a voice and good structure and... That's all you need and you'll have a podcast, a title of their name, um, descriptive descriptions when you post your episodes, helpful stuff like that, little tips like that, you know, put it on your social media, share it a bunch of time, you know, really work on that social media pop because that's really what's going to get everyone interested in your shows when you're advertising and you're sharing it and you know you're you're building your brand essentially so that's what it helps doing like I said I would be nowhere without anchor so shout out to the people over there at anchor definitely put the work in to make that you know there's no other app that's number one and I'm not just saying that because I use my own show I'm, I'm fucking being honest you guys you guys know me I'm I'm as real as it gets like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie or bullshit about something so if I'm like talking about something it's usually true like I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my uh I'm not going to waste my own time talking about something that I don't think is true so basically like that um you can visit the direct page though at www. um Anchor.fm Slash G Meeker MMA show Yes you heard that correct Kicking it It's called Kicking It With The King But the URL is still G Meeker MMA show I don't have any ambitions to change it Nor do I know how to So we're just going to leave it at that One more time Anchor.fm Slash G Meeker MMA show Woo wee That shit is exhausting man Let's get to the podcast But today on today's episode Uh we got a lot. We got some interesting shit. First things first. Uh, my weekend was great, and then on top of that, this week's already fucking over. So I don't know what I'm talking about. My weekend. My, my but essentially my weekend was great. Last week, um, or for my birthday, uh, after my birthday, like a week after my birthday, I went to see Spider Man in theaters. It was good, man. I seen, I seen it before but under different circumstances. Like, I didn't know if I was going to have the time to be able to make it to the theaters to go and see it and stuff like that. So I was just like, fuck it. I wonder if anyone's posted any links or something to any websites that I can watch it for free on. And then, uh, I know uh, there's, there's some apps and websites you can find different shit on and stuff like that. I'm sure you guys all know that. Um, so I just basically, like, I woke up in the morning and I just started, Watching it You know It was like 7 in the morning Like a week or so A couple weeks ago uh, Watched it And you know I didn't like it at fr- I, I did like it. I just felt like there wasn't enough action, and I also thought that it was a little too short. But you know, that was me waking up in the morning. That was me like barely conscious, having to still wake up in the morning and shit like that. And uh, and I wasn't even like fully awake when I finished watching the the entire movie. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the second time I went to the, straight to the theaters, I think it was a uh, it was IMAX. But um, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, the storyline was good. It's kind of a, a real cool way to continue after the death of Tony Stark and Avengers Endgame, if you remember that. Um, and I just, I just felt like you know, it, it, it did a good job of standing alone. You know, obviously there's no more of the, there's no more Avengers. Obviously in that movie, they don't feature any of the other Avengers except for. Spider-Man so Spider-Man it's his continued story after the events of Endgame and you know it's his continuing story his arc his legacy and how he essentially builds himself back up after the Tony Stark loss and you know the, the devastation and all that and all that emotional support and you know the emotional you know Trauma of what happened in Avengers Endgame You know, especially for uh, Especially for Spider-Man Because the fact that he lost His uh, his mentor, his main man his, his main dude, Tony Stark Is basically his father figure in his life And, you know, it's a hard, tough thing To, you know, swallow To continue on with someone who's been there With you, kind of essentially built you up You know, he recruited him to the Avengers That's the biggest thing he could do So like I said, I watched it, it was good, the storyline was good, I really liked the portrayal of Mysterio, um, if you remember a, a specific amount of scenes where him and Peter were, you know, uh, passionately talking about, you know, just talking about Peter's goals and ambitions and what he truly wants, and, you know, Mysterio kind of played the, you know, the big brother, father figure role to Peter, kind of like a best friend, he did a good job of portraying that, you know, but... For me personally, you know, if you know the comics, you know Mysterio is a jo- basically like a trickster, an illusionist. You know, he, 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 he he's tends to mess with people's minds and, you know, and you know the whole story of Mysterio. But yeah, so he did a good job, you know, of pretending to be Peter's friend, essentially luring him into a trap to the point where Peter trusted him enough to hand over the Star tech glasses. Basically, what is it called? Uh, what was it called? Eat it even dead, I'm still the hero, or something like that, yeah, that's exactly what I stand for, but yeah, you know, he tricked him, he sent him over, uh, he, 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 he handed the glasses over, Mysterio's big plan, you know, continues to unfold, and, you know, Sp- Spider-Man has to eventually get to the point where, you know, you know, he has to battle him, you know it was like it was a good movie man I, i'm not gonna sit here and give like a detailed ass description and stuff like I'm, it's not completely like that fresh in my mind still but i enjoyed it man i enjoyed the action i enjoyed the uh you know i just i loved how he was able to kind of carry another movie by himself i mean i enjoyed the first far from home or not first far from home but first spider-man spider-man uh, homecoming that one was cool because, you know, we already got a taste of Spider-Man in Civil War, Captain, Captain America Civil War, so we already got a little taste of him, so we got a little standalone film with him and Iron Man, Iron Man was in that movie too, but Iron Man was absent in this one, because it, it occurs after, like, the events of Endgame, so, like, it was cool, man, and, like, the whole, uh, him going to all, uh, going, you know, far away, you know, going to, I think, where did he go, like, Rome? Well, I don't know exactly, like, where, where he, like, went or anything like that, but, um, you, like athens greece or something i forgot it was one it's like all those places but it, it's like a coincidence to like how nick fury hijacked uh his vacation and stuff like that and they were going to the places that he actually needed to go and stuff like that and and one of the main things we're gonna talk about was a spoiler so i'm gonna stop talking about the movie and skip to the spoiler part so it goes to the cut scenes and stuff right um Peter is swinging, MJ is swinging with Peter, and then she finally gets off, and then he says, you know, she's like, I'm never doing that again, and then, you know, it's like, you know, they kind of sa- essentially say goodbye for a little, for right now, and then it cuts to the TV screen in New York City saying, uh, talking about the whole uh, death of Mysterio and stuff like that, and Mysterio, like, recording his last known video before he was dead, and then uh, it, it makes a – there's a famous cameo by uh, none other than J. John and Jamison, Uh J.K. Simmons played uh, – originally played um, – what was it? Yeah, I originally played J. John and Jameson. You know, that Man just absolutely despises Spider-Man. You know, he, he swears he's a villain and stuff. So it shows – it cuts to him and he's talking about uh, Mysterio and blaming Spider-Man for the death of Mysterio. I mean, well, obviously. We've seen what happened in the movie, but – and then how they all got the portrayal that Mysterio was his hero, but in reality, it was Spider-Man that was the true hero, and that's always been a conflict with J. and Jameson and Spider-Man, if you go back to the comments and shit, comics, excuse me, and shit like that, and, um, you know, at the end of that little video, he says that Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker, and it shows a picture of who Spider-Man truly is, and Peter was like, what the fuck, basically, he said, like, he's like what the f-? and then it just cuts off like after that but yeah i've seen it i've seen it um i've seen it twice technically but the second time i think was a lot better i think if anything just to sharpen up a little bit more i can only say i've seen it once i can go see it one more time and i think it would work i mean i don't like i mean it's a great movie that's the thing and if you're really a big fan of the MCU and stuff like that, I think that it would be a good experience. I mean, I've seen Avengers: Endgame three times, so why not? I why not see this one three times? So th- third times a charm. I may even do that after the podcast. Talk myself into it. Um, so the main thing I was going to talk about, like the whole spoiler thing, you know, how he, he reveals his true his true identity and stuff. Though so. he reveals reveals his true identity. And, um, now like the world knows, so continuing on to these next movies, um, now everyone knows who Peter Parker is. He's Spider-Man. But, you know, I was talking with one of my friends the other day about this whole thing. I mean, it doesn't seem nearly as bad as you think it is. I mean, Peter was like, what the fuck? Like, he was just, oh my God, like, he just, his, his identity's blown, but he's a teenager. Spider-Man's a teenager, so all this attention and everyone knowing who the hell he is, all the reporters coming in, everybody just, you know, bombarding him. If you've seen it in the movie where, you know, he was taking pictures or doing that shit for the charity event in the beginning, and, you know, he was, everyone was taking pictures, asking him about if he's the next Iron Man, you know, know, basically all the stuff about the Avengers, everything that happened, and um, stuff like that, and... You know, he's just overwhelmed by a young kid getting overwhelmed by all that emotion and stuff like that. So I think that if Peter still hasn't developed that more stronger, strengthened mindset going into the future and stuff like that, then I I don't know how it's going to be. It might be a little bit overwhelming. It could be beneficial. I mean, look at Tony Stark. Tony said that he was Iron Man at the end of the first Iron Man and everyone just bombarded him just like that. It was a huge controversy for a while. You know, People just were shocked and surprised. And now the world knows who Tony Stark is. He's Iron Man. He's a superhero. He's a superhero, but he's not afraid to show who he truly is. So I don't know how Peter can relate his status as Spider-Man to the same status as Tony Stark. Maybe he can follow the same pathway. It's a little unfortunate the way that it happened because Mysterio... Uh, you know, he's, dude he'll fuck around with anything like he'll cause chaos anywhere he needs to and he and, and when he died before he died he caused the biggest chaos before spider-man before he can even fucking before he fucking died so he, he just reveals to the world the absolute world who peter parker truly is and he's dead before that so they get this video i don't know anonymous source I mean they said in the video Anonymous Source uploaded it Did they upload it after Mysterio was dead Or before And they just decided to break it I don't know when they decided to break the news Or anything else like that But it's kind of interesting It gets you kind of thinking about this If you're official MCU fans and stuff like that Um it's interesting that, so who is this anonymous source that uploaded If it was Mysterio, then I can understand that. He's here to terrorize Spider-Man, make his life absolutely miserable, wipe him out because of what Tony Stark did. He said in the past, everyone was, they're all cheering the Tony Starks, you know, just the demise and stuff, you know. They're all mad at Tony Stark, so now they're officially all getting back at him. You see that original doctor from the first movie. Um, or not the doctor, but the scientist, whatever the fuck the dude's name is, I don't remember. But we've seen him, and everyone just, you know. no matter Tony Stark, essentially, so, and you go from that to, uh, what was it, you know, Mysterio getting the glasses, and all that, so, I mean, now, going forward, like I said, in the future, it's gonna be interesting to see how Peter handles all the pressure and stuff, especially in the MCU, because we know how they kind of like to do, they like to continue it off to everything that's happened. now, I don't know how much of the events of Endgame, or anything else like that, or Homecoming, or Far From Home, excuse me, will, will factor into the next Spider-Man films and stuff like, like that, but it's good to speculate, it definitely makes, um, it definitely makes, it, int- it makes your, your perspective, And, you know, scenarios and stuff for the future makes it interesting to think about all the potential possibilities, like who the next big villain is. I mean, there's been some rumors out there already, but, you know, uh, my thing was just – my thing was just how Peter was going to handle all the – Different pressures and stuff like that I mean he seemed, uh, it seemed He seemed kind of overwhelmed still Emotionally like still kind of distraught From the events of Endgame And stuff like that So I mean I just I mean maybe years have gone by Will have gone by now For this next movie to come out Who knows when it's going to come out Maybe a couple years We're talking about it right now and shit like that. So it's like, who knows what they're gonna do in, in a couple years, or when the next Spider-Man movie comes out. But you know, I was just curious about that and stuff because Mysterio did. That was Mischiefio. Wait, how does it? How how did they say it was mis-t- Mysterio? Mist. He's mischief. Like mischief. He causes mischief. It was like a fucking name. I can't pronounce it right. Sounding fucking retarded on the air trying to pronounce this, he just causes a bunch of fucking bullshit and mischief for people and, and chaos. Unneeded chaos. And his illusions stuff, all that shit was crazy. I didn't know how he was going to be able to, you know, do all that. You know, it turns out it was all fucking real-ass illusions. Illusions with, with actual damage as they refer to in the movie and stuff like that. But, you know, Spider-Man was able to hold his own and stuff. So, it was a pretty cool movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I'll probably see it again before it's out of theaters, don't get me wrong, and, uh, like, aside from that, uh, I didn't really, didn't really do too much, um, probably just hanged out, like, hanged out at home, I mean, fights are on and stuff, like, I watched fights and stuff, and did all the normal shit that I normally do, but aside from Spider-Man, I was, I was like, what else did, I- oh yeah, yeah, I did go to, uh, another thing I did for my birthday, I went to San Francisco for a a day, I spent the whole day there, um, went to a couple of the weed shops and got a couple pre-rolls, and then I went, I went and like sat in front of the beach and, oh, not the beach, but like this kind of like this waterfront kind of, you can see Alcatraz from there if you're familiar with the San Francisco area and stuff, um, but yeah, I just sat back, relaxed, and smoked a couple of joints on in front of the beach and stuff. That's kind of my area of relaxation, like the beach. Like that's my go-to place, like the beach. You know, a long drive in the in the mountains or going to the mountains, going camp. No, not necessarily camping too much, but like going to the beach. Um, you know, L.A., Hollywood Hills. Santa Monica, the pier, like that, places like that, those are my places of, uh, of zen and peace and stuff, so, like, or just simply going to, like, the lake or something and just, you know, enjoying your time out there and just things like that. Like, I like to relax. I don't like, I don't like stress. I don't like any bullshit. I just like to sit back and relax and enjoy my time off that I have. So it's just like, it's a simple, it's like a simple task and stuff like that. That's the only thing, only things I'm really too worried about and stuff like that. So, um, what else was it? What's up next? Um, I had this, I had this whole list planned out of everything that we were going to talk about today, but I, like completely just bombed and forgot it all. That's what happens when you smoke too much weed. Um, ah, okay. Re- recap. Let's let's move along, folks, and get on over to last week's fights feels like they're just fresh like they just happened uh recap of UFC Sacramento more so in the main not the main event it was it was basically like the people's main event but uh Uriah Faber the California kid returns defeats Ricky Simone by knockout in the first round in under a minute man like it was like 40 seconds or some shit like that but he wins in impressive fashion his first finish or his first TKO since his WEC days, but you know, we see vintage arrive Faber. or not vintage, we don't really see him throw power shots like that and you know, starch people like that, take people out. It's essentially like a flurry of punches, eventually locking up and getting to the point of submission. Is usually what Faber is, uh, you know, known for. He has excellent submissions, he has excellent wrestling, you know, a uh, great cardio. You Know a very experienced, you know, his ability to be on top his entire career, you know, fight championship level fights in WEC. For as long as he did, his merge, when they merged and he came over to the UFC, he always put on exciting fights. Um, most submission wins in UFC band and weight history. Uh, Hall of Famer, obviously, former WEC featherweight champion. Um, and, you know, a lot of his losses, man, are to the best of the best. I mean, like Dominic Cruz, um, there's no shame in that. Hand and brow, there's no shame in that. Twice, Dominick Cruz twice, hand and mir- wait, yeah, Dominic Cruz twice, Hannah out twice. So that's four losses to two, two dudes. Jimmy Rivera, five. Uh, who else beat Uriah Faber? Jose Aldo beat Uriah Faber. I mean, if you, you can literally count off the people that beat Uriah Faber, and the only people that have beaten him are legends or some top contenders in the UFC. I mean, Jimmy Rivera was... Uh, was the guy that beat Uriah Faber in the UFC. Like, I think it was a... Yeah, that was one of his non-title fights he lost. I mean, lost a fight with Frankie Edgar, too. So, a lot, yeah, like I said, the list goes on and on for Faber. But we're not here to talk about losses. We're here to talk about wins, man. I did not think he was going to win that quickly, dude. I was watching it, and oh my god Uriah Faber just lands that nasty ass right hand he learned from yes yeah, song I think it's song Yadong yeah, dong or something that uh a prospector trains that at a team alpha male as well so he cracks him you know Ricky stumbles goes down Faber goes and lands ground and pound kind of like glides over jumps over him and stuff like that crazy mount like, he kind of just hopped over him and, you know, eventually got to the point where he landed a lot of uh, devastating ground and pound to the point where the referee pulls him off. Um, but the best part about that was just the fact that, you know, who it was against. You know, Ricky Simone, a young, hungry lion coming up, a real promising guy who has a lot of promising career, uh, promising. Uh, Career, really dangerous guy for Uriah to come back to, essentially. And a lot of people almost thought it was a mismatch. That, that, that's what makes the story the best part about this whole entire thing is because everyone thought it was a mismatch and all that. You know, I didn't think that Uriah wasn't going to, I mean, I didn't think he couldn't win and stuff. I just thought that it was one of those cases that, I mean, this is going to be a very tough fight for this guy because like he's fighting a real tough young guy with a lot of skills. He's real young and he comes comes in looking to take a legend's head off. And, you know, we've seen that a lot in this sport where there's a young guy comes in and just annihilates a legend, a former champion and one of the best some of the best fighters in the world have lost to young guns I mean, you know, essentially when they're past their prime and no they're fighting still and they're get, get thrown to the wolves There's still wolves there's young hungry lions looking to take your spots and you know that's what Ricky Simone was but in this case the California kid Uriah Faber announces that he's going to make a comeback on Ariel Helwani's show and you know he talks about how dad life has changed him and you know he's motivated and he, he he's in good shape he's feeling good and we've seen that case with guys like Cerrone like there was a huge you know confidence boost and confidence leap once Cerrone became a dad, and you know, he said that amongst us noticing as fight fans, as journalists, as fighters, as anybody that's a huge fan of Cerrone, that have watched Cerrone fight for the longest time, he, we've seen a gigantic I mean, he's always had the skills, don't get me wrong, but we see a gigantic leap in the way that he was fighting how patient he was fighting, how good he's looking, his finishes his, his win over Mike Perry I mean, his wins over Yancey Medeiros his, win, uh, his wins over ally Quinta Donald is a real fighter and speaking of Donald Cerrone he is slated to fight Justin Gaethje next in a main event fight coming up so that that's a fucking exciting fight for sure so you know, a guy like Cerrone he fights all the time and you no, know, he, he, any fight he's in is a main event fight you get Donald Cerrone that's a main event fight what were we talking about before that Fuck, I I lost my train of thought. I mean I just jumped catapulted right into the to the Soroni train. Um this is what happens when you smoke too much weed, this is real. <laughs> it's really real. Like it literally you when you get so in depth in the shit, you start forgetting what you're talking about. Sometimes we were talk we were talking about we talked about Cerrone, we talked about Faber coming back. Oh yeah, so Faber so Faber comes back He looks as good as he does at the age that he's at. Like I said, fatherhood changed him. Ha! there we go. I got it. Bam. Right on the button, baby. Um, So Faber comes back. Looks better than ever. Dad life definitely did change him. And we've only seen one fight. Um, And, you know, we haven't really seen Faber finish somebody like that. But for the most part, I didn't see... Too many things that were too different about Uriah's style. Just the fact that he landed that nasty punch and he pops some has some serious pop in his punches like that. I mean, th- that was one fight. We don't know essentially how his favor is going to look. I could he could look amazing. You know, he could that could be a dud. But you know, I mean, it's not a dud. I mean, look at what he was able to accomplish. Look at what he was able to do. Um, and now all of a sudden there's this big talks of him potentially fighting for the title and his next big fight jumping over all the top contenders in the band and division Aljo fuck you uh who else is there Marlon Marais fuck you Jimmy Rivera fuck you Pieter Jan, fuck you. Everyone, everyone, abandon weight, basically just fuck all you guys. Uriah Faber's in the mix. He's jumping in. Everyone, you know, that if that's the direction they're going, I'm 100% completely understandable with why they're going in that direction, and I have no problems with it. It's what's going to get the asses in the seats is what I've said multiple times over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again because people need to get the facts straight. People need to understand where the UFC is. Is coming from and how they're operating and what they're looking for and what they're looking to do. They want to put on the most exciting fights. They want to put on the most entertaining fights as well as the most stylistically, physically imposing fights like that. Exciting fights like Donald Stroney versus Justin Gaethje. Um, the exciting fights like Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, Masvidal versus potentially Conor. That would be an inter- interesting fight potentially that a lot of people are talking about. So. Um, back to yeah, Raya Faber for a little bit. We're going to talk about what could be next and what we'd like to see. Um, you know, for him, like I said, he was unranked, came back, uh, you know, looked great against a, a top con- – not top contender, but, you know, a top prospect in the UFC. He looked good. Um, you know, obviously he's chomping at the bit to fight Henry Cejudo next. But now uh, – but. But now, um, per Dana White, he did say yesterday that Henry will defend his UFC flyweight title next. So, I think if not uriah Faber fighting henry sujudo i think uh i mean obviously like i said they did mention this this was a, a fight that did come to a lot of people's minds if i'm not mistaken i'm obviously pretty, pr- probably pretty damn sure that this fight did come to people's minds it was mentioned a couple times during the weekend throughout earlier this week and stuff but a fight with tj dillashaw but tj is currently ser- serving a, a two-year usada suspension for the epo for uh for um, getting popped for EPO and stuff like that, so future-wise, you know, like in the next three, four months, you know, you know, current present day, right now we can't talk about the TJ versus Uriah fight, but you know, Uriah's kind of in this unique position to where, you know, I don't want to see him against these regular just normal contenders like that. I mean, I want to see Uriah Faber in the big fights. I want to see him. I want to see him in a, a little bit a bigger of a spotlight than where he was with the Simone fight. But then again, I felt like it was a main event fight. But then again, the main event of UFC Sacramento also ended in under a minute, too. So um, anyway, and also that fight in the main event ended earlier before ended earlier than the Faber fight. I was like, what is it? Ten seconds. I don't even remember, man. Like All I know is that it, it ended so fast. It was like. It happened so fast Jermaine Durand. I mean lands a nasty right hand right on the jaw. Aspen lad goes down. Um speaking of that, you know, like I said, congrats to Faber. Um other than the Dillashaw fight, I really don't can't think of any big name fights for him right now. I mean, I would like to see him in a big championship fight or a big, five, a big, good five round fight for him next and stuff like that. But I don't, I mean, with all these people, I mean, if we're not seeing him against the contenders, where are we going to see him? Are we going to see him fight at 145, have a couple fun fights there? I mean, I, I know there, there's guys that will, you know, float between 145, 155, 170, one, 155, 170 sometimes. I mean, is notorious for doing that. Connor's done it a couple times. Obviously, Faber has BJ Penn or Lyoto Machida. There's, the list goes on for guys who are successful at two different weight classes. Ryan Bader, heavyweight, light heavyweight champion over in Bellator. I mean, it's proven and something that a lot of people can uh, accomplish. It just doesn't – I mean, if you are if you have control over your weight and stuff like that, um, then you can uh, – I mean, it will be easier for you. But if you don't have if – you're, if you're dead set on – you know making one weight class and stuff like that you can do that and that's your main focus and there's no this jumping from weight class to weight class because honestly that would be kind of overwhelming and also draining for my body personally so i wouldn't want to put myself through that kind of cut or anything else like that personally because i'm a real big guy and stuff like that so i would not want to keep dropping down and dropping up and stuff like that so um Let's get on over to the controversy in the main event for UFC Sacramento. You know, it, the controversy, was it stopped too early? You know, better late, or better earlier than, I mean, I'm not going to say better late than never. I, was, I can't use that analogy because I don't, who, who the fuck would want that fight to keep going? Like, if, if late stoppage, it's rather earlier than later. I'd rather them stop it early than stop it late. To be honest with you, if I was in that position, I'd rather it be stopped earlier than late. I'm just kidding, being completely to be honest with you. Um, the sport is very dangerous. The sport is unforgiving. The sport has its catastrophic injuries. I mean, look at look at throughout the history of MMA and the UFC history. Uh, and all the, uh, all these other organizations where we've seen on these nasty injuries. I mean, look at Anderson Silva's knee. I mean, you know, people get broken noses, broken faces, um, fractured skulls, as you've seen over in Bellator, MVP landed that nasty knee to uh, Cyborg. Uh, cyborg's head, I mean, he fucking caved his head in, dude, Uh, I mean, people's getting their arms broken, I mean, look at Tiago Santos, nearly tore his whole knee off, and scientifically, it wasn't possible to be able to, I mean, doctor said he doesn't know how he was able to to move And still operate And still throw kicks With all those Different fucking tears He tore his whole Fucking MCL LCL Whatever the fuck you call it He just tore like Every single fucking thing He could tear In his leg And yet he was still Throwing those Throwing those kicks And punches and stuff And and still trying to win the fight That shows a lot About these guys In the sport That's why It's like One of the best sports I mean The best sport in the world Man There's no other sport That's like it Um I just don't think. I mean, I just don't think man, the the toughness that these guys go through. It's um, it's not like anybody else. That's the thing. It's crazy. But um. Yeah. So. And in ending that with Uriah, uh, we, we did, we talked about that earlier. I was going to say, I had one more thing to say about Uriah, but I'll talk about it later. But, yeah, so like I said, you know, this sport is unforgiving. And, you know, for GDR, Durandami, she stops Aspen Ladd in the first round, like I was saying, like we were just saying. And, you know, it was stopped early? Too early. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it was stopped too early because I see it from different perspectives, different points of view. I mean, the way she went down when she first punched her, dude, that was nasty. The way she went down was like, oh, just imagine her not getting up. Like she would have felt been a nasty faceplant KO, like a nasty punch. She, the way she dropped, and that was in, in the heat of the moment. And, like, boom, that's the first thing you see. I was like, oh, fuck, she's out. But then I realized she wasn't out. And, you know, they stopped it a little too early. But, you know, that power shot was nasty. That was like a flash uh, a flash knockdown, essentially. And we've seen, we've seen our share of flash knockdowns and stuff where the referee would jump in and stop it too early. And then it's like. You know, it ruins a it ruins a really exciting fight. You know, I mean, obviously, like I said, it's a main event fight. We'd want to see it go longer. Maybe Herb Dean just didn't want to stay in the arena or something like that. You think about that? I'm just fucking kidding. Um, But yeah, like I said it's better for for me from my point of view you can agree with this if you want you don't have to but i rather have a fight stop too early than too late because i'm not trying to get my face beat in get my ass kicked take unnecessary punches you know too many hard shots too many shots to head and, and take unnecessary amounts of extra excessive damage when the fight could be stopped. Like if the, if you see the opportunity to stop the fight, just stop the fight, man. I, I'm not trying to sit in here and go, I mean, obviously it's warrior spirit and stuff like that and, and definitely would show heart. It is good to show that heart and stuff like that. But in, in my opinion, I feel like for longevity and for the health of these fighters and for you wanting to keep uh, yourself relevant in the sport – for longer amounts of time and stuff like that it's best for you to just you know if the fight needs to be stopped if it's stopped too early i don't see any problems with it um unfortunately like i said for a lot of the hardcore fight fans are real big fans of aspen lad and you know maybe fans of gdr as well they want to see a longer more entertaining fight because it is a main event but you just it happened all so fast, so I don't really know what to say except I'm, I don't disagree with the stoppage for UFC Sacramento, folks. All right, moving along, we got some excellent welterweight uh, welterweight uh, showdowns this weekend. Uh, main event is a uh, Rafael Dos taking on Leon Rocky Edwards. Fun stories. Uh, two interesting stories going into both of these sides, both sides of both guys. Leon Edwards is on an amazing run um, win streak, on a win streak for sure. It's like eight, what is it, eight, eight or nine or something like that. Uh, he's going against Rafael Dos Anjos is a seasoned, you know, seasoned grizzled veteran now, former UFC lightweight champion, top contender at 170 pounds. Has his, has, had his, you know, share of bad fights at 170 pounds. But if I'm not mistaken, I did look this up. His only losses are to Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. I think, I think, I think, I think. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this if I'm wrong. But other than that, you know, Dos has looked good at 170. You know, I definitely think it's better for him because he doesn't have to cut the weight. He doesn't have to deplete his body. He doesn't have to deplete his performance. Um and also, you know, his cardio is excellent. He has the capabilities of going five rounds. He's went five rounds on multiple occasions. He's you know, he's been energized throughout the entire fight he has good cardio has great chin um and you know he's overall fully fledged mixed martial artist man he's uh he's, he's good in all areas you know he's great great on the ground great submissions fantastic submissions fantastic kicks I mean we've seen him knock people out head kicks flying knees famously known for knocking Benson Henderson out being the first man and only man to this very day still to knock out Benson Henderson on top of you know beating Robbie Lawler in an excellent welterweight contest uh You know, dispatching Neil Magny, Tarek Safadine, uh, who else? Kevin Lee, most recently in his last fight, looked good doing that. Dos Anjos is no joke. But also, Leon Rocky Edwards is no joke as well. I mean, uh, aside from... Everything else that's happened, you know, with Masvidal and stuff like that. Um, You know, Leon Edwards is a serious threat. I mean, you you see his brother over in Bellator just murdering shop. He's wrecking shop. I don't know why a lot of people aren't talking about his brother. But, you know, he he looks fantastic. I mean, he's on a a win streak. I mean, Leon Edwards is no joke. I mean, he's beating Cerrone. Uh, Who else did he beat? He beat... uh, he beat Gunnar Nelson in his last fight. Um, why is it hard for me to remember everyone he's fought? That's not a bad thing. Not, not, so I'm not. I wasn't trying to knock anybody. I'm just so many fucking people to think about. I can't think about all every single one of these motherfuckers. This is too much. But. um Aside from that, like I said, his win streak he, he's looked really good. His, uh, like I said, his striking, his striking's nasty. His punches, everything he does is nasty, man. He—he's he, an elite striker, um, one of the best strikers, you know, credential-wise. If you listen, one of the best strikers—he has to be on the list for sure. Like top three. I mean, Stephen Thompson's great. Tyron Woodley's a great striker, but overall, striking-wise, like, beauty-wise, if you look at credential-wise, I mean, Tyron Woodley hits hard and stuff like that, and, you know, he's excellent, you know, every punch he lands, he can end it in one shot and stuff like that, but if you look at pure talent-wise, like, credential-wise, you look at, like, Stephen Thompson, like, karate background, excellent striker, um, you look at... I'm um, Darren Till, excellent striker. Obviously, aside from everything else you want to say about it, the overall skill set, his striking, his pedigree, his stance, everything he does, it is essentially great striking. I mean, got a lot of guys like that. I mean, Leon Edwards is probably one of the most pure strikers in that division. I mean, doesn't matter. You can say if I'm wrong or not. But no, I mean, if you look at it wise, he, he has he, he, real good technical skill. He's very technical and he's sound on his feet and he's very calm, cool and relaxed. I noticed that when he fights, he 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 doesn't take any unnecessary risks. I think he I think he's like you said, he's a star for sure. And I think there's not a lot, of, a lot of people that are talking about him because, you know, he's not a Connor and all that. You know, a lot of people are on the Masvidal wagon as well. I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of Jorge Masvidal and stuff like that, but I try to separate Facts from you know being a fan and stuff like that. You know, I love Monster Doll. I think it was, you know, obviously, like I talked about when he went backstage with Leon, and you know, obviously, it's a sport, and you know, people are talking, you guys are talking shit. There's emotions running through you know, Monster Doll's from Miami. You know, he's not one of those guys to really put up with all the trash talk. He's not one for trash talk or uh, too much bullshit. So obviously, unfortunately, he caught, he hit Leon Edwards with the three-piece, you know, three-piece on a soda is what, he, what is he, he refers to. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a sport. You guys are going to get emotional. You guys are, really, are going to hate each other. You know, press conferences are going to happen. You're going to throw stuff. People are going to talk about each other's moms like Kevin Lee did to Michael Chiesa. Still can't believe that happened. He's like, shut the fuck up. Don't you ever talk about my mom. Michael Kiesa gets up, darts at him. Kevin Lee just boom, boom, boom. Lands a bunch of punches. It's like, I think he landed three-piece too or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and watch that. But, um, you know, it's a game. It's a fight game. Everyone's going to You're not here to be best friends and kiss and make up after every single fight. Everyone's going to hate each other at some point or not dislike each other and stuff. So, I mean, I could completely understand it. Between him and Masvidal. I mean, both don't, they both are streaking. They both want to be the best. They both want to fight for that gold, and it's tension. There's a lot of tension up there when you have a, t- a weight class that has that many talents. I mean, look at 155. Look at uh, 205 pounds now. I mean, 185 is, you know, it's there. But you know, as in popping right now, it's 170 and 205 heavyweight. Obviously, nothing too interesting happening right now, obviously, the, the rematch between Cormier and, and Stipe and stuff like that, I mean, still got guys like Junior Dos Santos in the mix, I mean, Francis Gano potentially fighting for a world title in his next title fight, don't necessarily agree with that, I told you guys why last week, and week weeks before whatever episode, you guys can go find it, it's like one of the last three episodes I talked about why I was uncomfortable with him getting the title shots and stuff like that, but that's a different shit for a different day, so... I mean, like I said, aside from all that, man, it's just like it's real interesting. All the divisions are popping. It's it's super interesting. So, like I said, going back to 170, Leon Edwards is is the guy to to watch. Like Dos Años, but Dos Años is gonna lose come Saturday night. I mean <sighs> Dos Anos just I mean, I don't want to say that he's going to lose. I just feel like Leon Edwards is on a different level right now. He's, he, he he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk a lot. But he, he, he fights a lot. And he fights good a lot. So, like I said, I'm, I'm more of a fan of doing work versus Talking. I'll talk because I love to talk and that's my personality to talk about stuff and to be real open and open-minded and, you know, clear and really, you know, talkative and descriptive of shit like that. But mainly my thing is talking, my thing is working and actually doing shit behind the scenes that people don't see. Like I said, when I was like, when I was talking about the podcast and quitting the podcast and stuff like that, and you know, I was like, I was harping too much on worrying about other people trying to find out who i was and no worrying about doing this for other people no it's doing it for me because my passions of the sport and my skills and what i bring to the table and the stuff that i possess that i know can be good of good qualities for people and other people of the future like other people just anyone listening anybody tuning in anybody that's on my train and everybody that cares about me all my supporters all these people in the world i knew that I had the skills to possess it. I just wasn't recognizing the talent, and I could be working more to push my product out more, like I could have been. And there's just little things like that you could have done done like that. You know, a lot of other factors and stuff like that I went into that stuff. But we're back on track. I was just a little side note, but let's jump right back on it. You know, like I said, um, going back to Dosanos is that I do feel that um, he 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 does possess he does possess the skills to definitely. You know, beat Leon Edwards and solidify himself as a top contender. But in reality, for me, the pathway to a title shot, my visions, all these other things, all these future aspirations for Leon Edwards are a lot more clear and a little bit better of a chance when it comes to thinking about title fights. So what I mean by that is like, you know, I see him in a title fight more likely than I see Dos Anjos because we've seen Dos Anjos fight against Colby Covington and the champion at 170, Tyra Woodley. So what, what difference can, Dos Anjos due to a monster a surging monster like Kamaru, a surging monster like Colby Covington. Obviously that fight was a little closer than the Kamaru fight was. When Dos Anjos versus Usman fight was a lot more one-sided than the Kamaru, or, uh, than the Colby versus Dos Anjos fight cuz if you remember the Dos Anjos fight, Dos Anjos did eventually get some takedowns in on Colby and I was like, "Oh shit." And I was just like kind of nervous and stuff like that. But, you know, I had thought back then if, if Dos Anjos did take Covington down, which Dos Anjos has good wrestling, underrated wrestling and stuff like that too. So he, he's good in all areas. But I had originally thought like what if he took him down in that fight? That would have been different. But, you know, he, he he did it a little too late in that fight. So that spells the end for that. So the main event between Leon Rocky Edwards versus Rafael Nachos Dos Anjos. I'm just kidding. That's not his middle name or his nickname or whatever. Um, but that, that is an excellent fight and I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited to see what happens with it. I'm still kind of overwhelmed by how much UFC we've been having on, you know, back to back to back, this whole ESPN deal and stuff like that. You know, I, I pay attention most definitely I do, but you know, it's in like, oh my God, all these big fight cards and the John Jones fight card, um, international fight week, the hall of fame ceremony, all these other major, um, Fight cards are on, not only UFC, but Bellator is doing um, PFL, um, more notably Bellator, especially with that featherweight tournament that they just announced, uh, along with uh, Ryan Bader taking on Chet Congo. Interesting fight excited for that one I mean, I, I'm excited to see Ryan Bader compete every time I see Ryan Bader compete it's like you know he's a real 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 composed guy really has put the work in slowly but surely throughout his entire MMA career and now he's a 2 division champion he's knocking people out left and right he's looked good he's fighting a real dangerous guy in Czech Congo who hits hard ne- doesn't necessarily hit hard like Francis Ngannou there's no way shape or form that Czech Congo hits harder than Francis Nganu. Ganu, say what you want about the figure and stuff stylistically you look at the figure you look at the shape and you think yeah dude this dude does not possess any you know like he doesn't This dude's a freak of nature he's a god this dude will end your lights he'll put your lights out but you know a lot of Chicago's wins are unanimous decision wins I mean look at Francis and But uh, if I'm not mistaken a majority of Francis's wins have come by knockout if I'm not mistaken But that's just me saying that. You don't have to – don't quote me on any of this other shit like that. Um, But, you know, I feel that Ryan possesses more than – he's more than capable of making this fight and taking this fight wherever he wants. Because of his wrestling. His wrestling is is his strongest factor. His pace, his cardio, everything he can do. He can shut Chet Congo down. Now, Chet Congo is a big dude, way bigger than Ryan for sure. He looks like a fucking uh action figure with all those freaking like all those freaking muscles and stuff like that. It looks like a straight up action figure, just like Chet Congo. I mean just like Francis. But um it's like I don't know, it's a different I mean it's a dangerous fight for sure, it's a heavyweight. Obviously, but Ryan is probably like a natural heavyweight, so he's probably like weighing two hundred thirty, two hundred twenty pounds or something like that. And just I don't know, I just don't like, I don't see. I mean, Chikongo obviously has a lot of power; he does, and he can knock people out. But you know, I, I feel like he's been fighting forever, man. He's been fighting for days, man, for years. But you know, I feel Ryan is just at that point in his. Career where he, you know, he, he's on a surge. He's surging. He's surging. He's looking good. And um, you know, I feel like you know, just the skills that he possesses and stuff like that, and everything that he's doing right now is is, is everything's right. I mean, his win over Fedor, his win over Matt Mitrione, his win over uh, King Mo. I mean, he he ran his way through the heavyweight tournament less than 25 minutes. And now he's a two-division champion. He won the belt at 205 pounds. Goes up to heavyweight. Wins the heavyweight tournament. What more can you say about it? That's an exciting fight. I can't wait for that one. Let me see. I'm scared to, I'm scared to click over and see what was next on our notes. But uh, we are currently at an hour, though, so... I think if anything i mean i still feel like there's shit to talk about that's why but who gives a fuck if it's an hour long or it's however long we need to be but um yeah some exciting fights coming up and stuff like that all that stuff's coming up um for me you know obviously um like i said i have my own things going on like i said uh to san francisco uh i came back and, you know, for my birthday, I like to buy myself at least one big gift. So, I did buy something I was really excited about. And I'm still excited right now for it. Um, I ordered a new iPhone. Uh, well, it's original iPhone that I had, like, back when I started. But, you know, I I like the games and stuff. I like using all the fucking emojis. And, you know, I like the way it looks and stuff. So, I just went back and bought my original phone that I had that broke. It was an, I think it was like iPhone 6 Plus. It was a gold one, but, you know, those phones still operate just as well, if anything, close to the same way that the newer ones do. I'm more of an Android guy, but, you know, to have two phones and be able to use, use them for different things and stuff like that, you know, emails and video games and shit like that, like this normal shit that I do. I use my phones for and stuff like that, so I just thought it would be cool to get myself a little gift that I wanted. I wanted that phone for so long; it was pretty expensive, but uh, I mean it's an older model and stuff like that. But I just I like to fuck around with older shit, original shit, like things that like classics, because it's like if it still works. I mean, I know hella people that still have the iPhone; their phones work perfectly still. iPhone six still operates, still works pretty good, so I'm I'm excited about that. I'm not, not excited about that. I mean, this is a birthday gift, but uh, I, was ex- I was more excited. Like, you know, I'm excited about the fact that I chose to come back. I mean, I, I only retired for like a fucking week, but I put a lot of emotion into that feeling and those feelings and stuff like that. And it was just a big time for me. And not, not a big time, but like a, a upsetting time. It was like a big moment for me in my life and a, like a, a defining moment because, you know, for, like, the longest time, I've been doing this podcast forever, like, for five years, since 2015. So my timeline in my life and career and stuff, this has essentially defined me. It's helped me uh, pick my uh pick up how I how I talk, you know, I'm able to express myself a lot better. I'm able to communicate with people. I'm am able to have fluent conversations with people all the time and stuff like that. So, it, it's definitely made a lot of things a lot more easier for me in life and stuff like that. And it's also a passion of mine because I get to talk about this amazing sport and um, you know, express my passions and, you know, um, you know, just you know, show the love of the sport that I have, and, and, you know, put it on my own platform, Essentially, talking, talking about things I like to talk about, and doing things I get to do, I miss martial arts and stuff like that, and the world of it, you know, talking about it, breaking it down, being passionate about it, you know, having a sport that, uh, essentially kept me out of trouble since I was a little kid, you know, it gave me a, a passion, it gave me a an avenue. It gave me a, a place to where I can be successful, a place to where I can feel absolutely good about myself. And that's exactly what it's done. Because uh, like I said, the story, <laughs> the story probably is the best story ever. And like how, uh, how, how I started and stuff like that. And you know, this, the, the longevity that I've kept, when it comes to recording and stuff and keeping up to date now like i said I've, podcasting isn't like my normal is that that ain't my like it is not my mainstream profession and stuff i'm a fighter i like to fight man i like to punch people in the face i like to train and you know i'm, I'm a spectator of the sport i'm a purely a fan i'm purely a, obviously a, mixed martial, a martial artist myself but uh like when it comes to these podcasts when it comes to my passions watching different films watching fight films watching specific fighters paying attention to their tendencies paying attention to their skill sets and you know just learning and seeing what they could do better learning of things they can do better you know identifying what's going on in front of me just being a true student Understanding each and every punch, every every, each and every kick, all the cardio, what what that means, all these other different factors, and all these different things that factor in, To fighting, the, the sciences of it, everything behind it, and stuff like that. All that stuff is like that. That stuff's like the most passionate stuff. Like I, I'll, I'll do it until I die. That's how it is. Like just been watching it forever. I mean, I started this podcast and. 2015 but I started watching fights in 2000 like 11 or 10 late 2010 started watching fights 2011 I think yeah 2011 probably remember remember John Jones winning his title against Shogun on Spike no it was on TV but they were replaying it but the first fight I ever seen was John Jones beating Shogun and a funny little point that I wanted to point out to myself was the fact that all the fighters that I that I started watching were the best fighters in the world at that time so I've only watched and emulated and been motivated by the best fighters in the world so that means for training wise training purposes you got to train with the best guys you got to train with guys that are going to push you to the limit you got to train with guys that want to want you to be the best guys are going to make you get better guys that are they're going to be there for your team that's what you do in the fight game you got a team, you got your people, you got your hood, you got your set. It doesn't matter what it is, you just got your people that are going to help you reach your full maximum potential. And that's what I've been trying to do. Well, obviously, like I said, I haven't been one to have people throughout my entire life and stuff like that, but I've learned, I've grown, I've made my mind in life about the sport and now just the fact that I got to put it all together put the pen to the paper and stuff like that and i you know, have a team and stuff behind me and stuff like that no no managers or shit like that I really don't fuck with managers like that unless you can seriously click with me but other than that I don't fuck with managers like that I don't do none of that shit but other than that like i going back to the You know, coming back to the podcast, I I, I received a lot of positive reactions and a lot of uh, support and stuff out offside, offside, uh, off social media and stuff like that. Offside, what the fuck is that? What kind of word is that? (laughs) But yeah, I received a lot of uh, support and stuff like that afterwards. So even, even if I had retired, I still had a lot of report uh, uh, respect and support from people which was the best part about it because you know it really shows you the people that care about you and when when you see stuff like that you, you essentially get inspired so i mean i had a ride with an uber driver who was an aspiring music artist the other day when i was in san francisco and he was telling me about how he looks for the talents that no one's looking at. So uh, basically meaning that there's people out there that are real good at what they do, but they aren't getting recognition. They're not getting clout. So this guy, he goes and finds people that have talent. Now, he's a music artist, so don't get me wrong. He wasn't trying to pick me up or add me to his cliche his, his, uh, clique or anything like that. But, uh... No, he was just talking about it. So he's like, yeah, I was telling him and I, we, we were talking for a little bit. It was like 20 minute ride or so. So I was like, um, yeah, man, I was like recently just retired from my podcast or I just stopped doing it. Well, I didn't retire. So when I was on, when I was in San Francisco, I knew I wasn't done. I told my girlfriend, I'm not done, man. I don't feel like it deep down in my heart. I never lied to myself. I never lied to my heart. I never, I'm never dishonest with myself or anything like that. But um, I'm, I just don't feel like I can commit to being done because of the shit that I keep doing. That's exciting in my life Things are developing Things are improving I'm not going to sit back and Just go without talking about it I'm the type of guy that wants to talk about the experiences I want to share my experiences with the world I want to talk to people And I want to enjoy myself That's all you got to do in life Is enjoy yourself and do the things that you want to do and stuff So That's all life is about So I enjoy that deeply I enjoy it massively And There's nothing else in the world that I want to do rather than do the things that makes me the most happiest. Like I said, when I, when I, so when I was, when I finished talking to him, I basically said like, you know, he told me that the best people in the world nowadays, present day, modern day, 2019 era, you know, all these pop top TV stars, podcasters, music artists, uh, actors, musicians, all these people didn't get their their clean, fresh start. They didn't jump right into being absolutely famous and well-known and most famous podcasts or famous fighter or whoever in the world and stuff like that. They don't get there like that. It comes with hard work, dedication. He, he, he told me all that stuff, and it's not like it was my first time hearing it. Those were things I did think about. It's just a matter of hearing it from someone else and you know, not being so hard on yourself when it comes to these kinds of situations because everybody wants to have that kind of feeling you know be known by people be respected by people have people recognize your talents and stuff like that because talent is priceless you know you find someone with some serious talent and you see this guy or girl not being sexist or anything on this podcast, but you know the, these people, these these male or females or whoever it is, these people are so talented and stuff like that, and no one's recognizing them. So when you get those kinds of cases and stuff like that, it tends to fuck with your mind, like it did me. And it's like, you know, I don't realize the talents and I don't feel like this is for me because obviously I'm not doing anything to get anybody's attention and stuff like that. But then again, I, I, I turned my focus, I shifted my focus, I shifted my mind. Obviously, I I just thought about the things I should be thinking about and I eliminated all the rest of the bullshit and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know what? My focus isn't about pleasing others, it's about pleasing myself, just like my fighting you know, my, I'm not gonna, uh, my fighting's gonna speak for itself. I'm gonna come in. I'm going to look good. I'm gonna look sharp. I'm gonna hit people hard. I'm gonna finish fights. And my fighting's gonna speak for itself. I'm not gonna come in with a mindset, oh, I can't wait to come in and please these people. No, I'm gonna come in and assess my own performances. I'm gonna be my biggest, own biggest critic for sure. I'm gonna come in, obviously, and you know, utilize my skills and prove myself, prove to myself, and also prove to the masses. You know, I'm not gonna ignore the simple fact that there's gonna be people that are gonna be watching and stuff like that. But um, it also means that you know, it's a, it's a chip on my shoulder. That's the thing. There, there is like a, a massive chip on my shoulder to perform, to back up every single thing that I've always said all my confidence all my all my motivation all the things that i've said you know all the trash talk that i've talked all the things that i've said throughout my time in the sport saying how i can feel i can beat a lot of people and there's people that i just feel so untouchable and stuff like all that shit you know it, it comes to being humble you got to be humble and stuff but there's nothing wrong with having superior confidence that's going to get people far places in their life and get you through almost anything in the world and you're going to have that championship mindset you know like I said being humble is important but learning is important too and you know saying things and when you say things that you think and believe you convince yourself that those are the things you're, you you believe and it, it's it's good if they're accurate with me they're accurate because throughout my time in life I've said a lot of things done a lot of things and you know said I was going to do a lot of things and I've ended up doing because I put the work in behind the scenes and uh, you know I'm willing to go the extra miles and stuff like that that's why just in life but like when I what was it Yeah, so, when I originally said that I was going to stop doing it, it wasn't like, it was like a spur of the moment, basically. Like, it was a spur of the moment. I wasn't, you know, thinking the straightest I could think. Obviously, like I said, people make mistakes and uh, make decisions based off current feelings and stuff. And that's never a good thing to do. Because it's, it's, it's just bad. Because you don't, you're not 100% content with your, uh, answer. And your solution, whatever the quote unquote solution at the time was. Like, and you wish you could take it back. So it's like when someone says like, oh, I'm done. Or like you're a music artist or a movie actor or something. You just like, I'm done. Or whatever it is you're doing, you just say, I'm done. Um, it's either one or two things. You either better be done or, you know, it's one of the other things. You, you set it out of emotion. Uh, you were upset at the time. You are just going through a tough time and tough little time in your life and stuff like that. And, you know, people make mistakes and emotions based off of how they're feeling currently at that time. So that's what it was like. And you know, like I said, a rejuvenation, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's like a week or two days or three days or whatever it is and stuff like that. But, uh, hold on. I'm texting my girlfriend back, baby girl. Thank you guys for, Thank you to all who are joining us here on this episode two of kicking it with the king, folks. Follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well at KWTKpod Pod. Both on Instagram and Twitter. I just activated the new account for the for our podcast. I am looking to be more active on the social media for Twitter and uh, I don't know too much about. I mean, Instagram. I'm not too keen on doing shit on Instagram because the community that I follow more, more so than not is sen- stationed and more so centered on Twitter. So I'm not really going to focus too much on the in- social media for Instagram or anything else like that. And I'm just going to, you know, focus on building up Twitter and stuff like that and sharing links, posting links, um, re- reposting them and stuff like that. And just enjoying myself you know, promoting the show, getting, getting a lot more active and stuff on social media when it comes to that, because I noticed for like the longest time I didn't really post too much. I kind of just let off the gas and stuff. You know, I've had a lot of people listen to my shows and stuff, so I know the skies are the limit and stuff and I can keep doing that stuff. I just, I just kind of took a little bit of time off if you know what I mean and stuff like that. And you know what happens to the best of us, uh, um, I think that is all we have today, folks. Uh, appreciate you guys all for joining us. Uh, great show. Um, talked about a lot. A lot of interesting shit. Uh, covered a lot. Our 12 minutes and counting. And um, like I said, time flies when you're having fun. And we were able to get in here today and record this episode. Um, some side notes. Do have a couple of guests that will be slated to come on the show in the next couple of weeks hopefully we do get uh josh fulmer back tomorrow that was one thing i did discuss did i reach out to him uh he has some exciting things coming up too that i would let him share for the masses and the media and the fans and anyone else that's a fan of his company or fan of cbd oil we did have that three-hour podcast at one time too so we're very curious to see what we will be doing with that i'm going to be home tomorrow um Tomorrow's my kind of like my relaxed day and stuff like that, so I'm gonna do that, relax. Um, hopefully, we'll get after we'll see after this podcast when I when I uh, talk to him and see if uh, if that would be the case for tomorrow because he asked me. Still haven't replied to the message or anything else like that, so we'll see what happens with that and um, everything else. So, um, like I said, thank you guys for joining us here. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at G the King. MMA209 on Twitter as well as Instagram. The same exact thing. I'll promote my Instagram, but I won't promote the show's Instagram because it's too much, man. Too much social media and shit like that. So at KWTKpod on Instagram, if you want to follow KWTKpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash GabrielTheKingHernandez as well follow my page it's still up it's active i've reactivated a lot of these other things and stuff like that for everybody to to follow and to support like share review our podcast in the app store itunes store i will have an iphone soon so i'll be able to subscribe in the itunes store as well as the Android store or any other major podcast provider but i'm gonna have direct access to it through the itunes store so uh or the app store, whatever you want to call it. But uh, like I said, um, thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow our podcast on our, you know, follow, support, like, share, review www.anchor.fm slash fm slash show. Support this podcast. Um, also, uh, visit uh, what, what's it called? Visit my page too. At www.anchor.fm slash gmeeker mma show like i did say earlier it is called kicking it with the king but our url is gmeeker mma show still and uh everything else is the same so like i said what we had a great show today was a lot of fun real excited real exciting lots of knowledge dropped and we will continue to drop knowledge like i said i'm back i essentially never left just You know we all have times in life where we do that We go through things We get better and we come back And I will come back And I have come back But anyways guys until next time We'll be back next week G make MMA Out baby Or G the king MMA 209 out baby Change the name so many times It's like hard to keep the same slogan going But anyways we'll be back next week